Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Rock out of Stone Cold. The Hellraiser is back. Here we go. Evolution of the Shield. John Cena versus the Showstopper. Hulk Hogan and The Rock in the same ring. You will never take my place at the head of the table. Undertaker. Hey, what's going on, guys? And welcome back to WWE Retro on the WWE Podcast on this Friday, August 12th. As we are going to do something a bit different today, because as you know, I've always been a big guy as as far as the brand split goes. I really have always liked the identity of a Soul Raw or a Soul Smackdown. So what I've decided to do today is since the start of the brand split, I've evaluated both brands and I've come up with two all-time teams for each brand. So one on each side. An all-time team Raw and an all-time team SmackDown. And going back to 2002, this was a pretty, pretty hard task. And, you know, there could probably be two teams on either side. And to be honest, there are a few guys who are kind of interchangeable on both Raw and SmackDown. And several that I think that I would really kind of hear an argument for the opposite. And I'll give my reasoning as to why they each fell on their respective sides. But I think this is kind of a cool exercise to just kind of go back and talk about guys who, you know, really meant a lot to their respective brands and what made Raw and SmackDown their respective shows over the years. So, I mean, I took into account a lot of things. There was a lot of things to consider when basing these teams, two five-man teams. So I guess the entire concept is kind of like if you had to base it, if you had to have like a match, a five-on-five traditional Survivor Series match of all-time Raw guys and all-time SmackDown guys, who would they be? So I had one qualification that you had to have to make it on your respective team. And that is that you have you would have had to be world champion on your brand for at least a uh, you know x amount of time. So you would have had to be the world champion with the title that was exclusive to SmackDown or exclusive to Raw, whether that was the World Heavyweight back in the day, 
the WWE champion, the Universal champion, what have you. Just so we get some hard rules here and just to kind of, you know, base it out and give us some tangible things to, you know, give us like a bit of parameters. And right off the bat, that eliminates two guys, arguably the two top guys in the history of WWE, and that is The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because right off the bat, when I was writing this list, I had Stone Cold Steve Austin as the top guy on Raw and The Rock as the top guy on SmackDown, especially The Rock on SmackDown as the show was literally named after him. But the thing was is that The Rock was never a brand-exclusive champion on SmackDown. He was the first-ever, first-overall selection to the SmackDown brand in the first-ever overall... In the first-ever NHL. (laughs) I'm too too based in hockey, guys. In the first-ever WWE draft. But the thing is is that when The Rock won the Undisputed Championship, that was when the Undisputed World Champion was floating between both shows in the summer of 2002. It was before that belt had become exclusive to SmackDown and Eric Bischoff had introduced the World Heavyweight Championship as an exclusive title to Raw. And as for Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, he was only exclusive as a, to Monday Night Raw as an in-ring competitor for a couple months because he was actually a free agent in the initial brand split in that initial draft that they did in March of 2002. Then he quickly, shortly thereafter, walked away from the company, came back at No Way Out in February, had the program with The Rock, and then retired as an in-ring performer. So both of these guys are disqualified, both The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And to be honest, it is kind of fitting because neither of these guys were at their height when the brand split came into effect. You know, Austin from, let's say, 98 to 2001, The Rock from, let's say, 98 to 2002, that was right before or just as the brand split was coming into effect. So it kind of makes sense that both Austin and The Rock are left off this specific list. So without further ado... Let's go to the first guy that I have on Team SmackDown. So AJ Styles, the first guy selected to my all-time team SmackDown, and maybe that caught some of you guys off guard, but I'll just say it. He was the face that ran the place. SmackDown Live was the house that AJ Styles built from 2016 all the way until 2019, I would say. And when AJ Styles first came to the WWE in 2016, it was six months before they brought back the brand split. The brand split had been dead for just about five years. But when he came back... And they reintroduced it with Shane McMahon as the SmackDown commissioner, Steph as the Raw commissioner, 
and they kind of moved SmackDown to Tuesday nights in the live format for the first mm-hmm. time ever. AJ Styles was moved over to that brand to really kind of spearhead it and be the face of it. And he did so, and it paid off in spades. You know, obviously, John Cena was there in the early days of SmackDown Live. You had Dean Ambrose as the first ever world champion on SmackDown Live. But in my opinion, AJ Styles was the guy who carried that brand during the SmackDown Live era. He was a guy who held the WWE Championship from, you know, what was it? Uh, September of 2016 to January 2017 and then held it from a, for a full calendar year from November 2017 all the way until November of 2018. And I know that for the vast majority of the last three years, especially since the pandemic, he has been a mainstay over on Monday Night Raw. But when I think AJ Styles, I think of SmackDown, more specifically SmackDown Live. But all this to say is that he was a, an integral part of legitimizing the SmackDown brand after five years of it not really being a thing. You know, from 2011 to 2016, when both shows had the same superstars and you didn't have a hard brand split, SmackDown kind of became obsolete and everything happened on Monday Night Raw and bring it back as a legitimate contender to Monday Night Raw, AJ Styles was a massive part of that. So now let's get to the first pick of Monday Night Raw. And there you have it. The first pick for Monday Night Raw's all-time team is Shawn Michaels. And look, from 2002 to 2010, this guy was a staple on Monday Night Raw. Never moved over to the SmackDown brand in any one of those drafts. Only was a world champion for about a month, but he did hold the world title in the early days of it. uh, From, what was it, November 2002 to December 2002. And he was a mainstay on that brand. Shawn Michaels, one of the top baby faces, if not the top baby face on Monday Night Raw, all the way until 2005, until Batista and later on John Cena became established. And he was a guy that really became synonymous with the Monday Night Raw brand during the Ruthless Aggression era and even into the PG era at times. You know, you had Shawn Michaels main event several WrestleManias, uh, 2004 with Benoit and Triple H, 2003 with with um, John Cena as, you know, raw main events that did close the show. So you could not have an all-time team Monday Night Raw without one HBK Shawn Michaels on it. And that second return run he had in the company really catapulted Monday Night Raw. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Especially in an era where they needed top baby faces. When The Rock walked away, when Austin rocked away, they needed a top baby face to tangle with the Triple H. And he certainly did that. Now, let's get on to the second pick for Team SmackDown. is Kurt Angle and you can't have a team SmackDown without a Kurt Angle and look I know that he came back as the Raw General Manager in 2017 but it felt uncomfortable seeing him on the Monday Night Raw brand because during the brand split he was only part of Monday Night Raw in the early early days or no not even the early days he was always drafted over to SmackDown when Vince McMahon was running the show there but there was a period from June 05 until January 06 where Kurt Angle moved over to Monday Night Raw. And it always felt weird. I mean, had a really good program with uh, John Cena. They had a match at Survivor Series 2005 over the WWE Championship. But he was always a SmackDown guy. And, I mean, 2003... That incredible rivalry that he had with Brock Lesnar, main eventing WrestleMania 2019, hit on and off WWE champion during that period. And then again in 2006, when Batista went down with injury, he wins the World Heavyweight Championship in a battle royal on SmackDown, takes it all the way into WrestleMania 22, is the SmackDown main event in the triple threat match with Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio. So Kurt Angle obviously was a huge part of legitimizing the SmackDown brand in the early days. So he is a shoo-in to be on a team all-time on SmackDown. So let's get over to the second pick on the all-time team, Monday Night Raw. Hi, in my head. 
And there you have it. It is Randy Orton as the second guy to join Monday Night Raw. And look, this was the first guy that I had a lot of trouble with. I'm not going to lie. When I put these lists together, I originally had Randy Orton over on SmackDown. And like I said, there are several guys on this list that you could make a real case for that belong on the opposite brand. And Randy Orton was that guy, you know, in the SmackDown Live era, like I was talking about with AJ Styles before, he was a big part of SmackDown, you know, won the WWE Championship at the Elimination Chamber or at WrestleMania in 2017, won the Royal Rumble uh, in 2017, had the underwhelming program with Bray Wyatt, had a run with the US Championship, a decent feud with Jeff Hardy. You know, he was a guy that was a staple on SmackDown Live. But I just feel like he did his damage on Monday Night Raw. You know, won his first world championship on Monday Night Raw, was the head of the Legacy Stable, and had a good run as the WWE Champion on Monday Night Raw in 2020 in the pandemic era. Arguably the best run of his career. He had that on Monday Night Raw, winning his most recent world championship on Monday Night Raw. So I just really thought that, you know what, he had good moments on SmackDown, but he was a guy who really did his most damage on Monday Night Raw. So let's get to the third selection for the all-time Team SmackDown. You think you know me? another guy that you can make the case probably could have been on Monday Night Raw especially the fact that you know his initial cash in on John Cena for the WWE Championship in early 2006 was on Monday Night Raw he kind of rose to the main event on Monday Night Raw but when you think about where he really reached his peak when he cashed in for the second time against The Undertaker, main eventing WrestleMania 24, his program with Chris Jericho for the World Heavyweight Championship, uh, his final program during his first run with, with Alberto Del Rio, that was all pretty much over on SmackDown. You know, the whole angle with, um, with Vicky Guerrero, La Familia, you know, the later part of the Ruthless Aggression and the PG era 
Edge really became a, a staple on the SmackDown brand and really with that World Heavyweight Championship. You know, he won the WWE Championship twice in, I believe it was 2006, both times during his program with John Cena. But after that, he almost became exclusive to SmackDown and really kind of was synonymous for a while with that big gold World Heavyweight Championship, especially during his very, very good rivalry with The Undertaker. So that is a good reason to have Edge as the third guy for Team SmackDown. So as we move along here, let's get on to the third member of Team Monday Night Raw. Oh. John Cena is your third member of Team Monday Night Raw. And look, this is another guy like Randy Orton. I originally had him penciled over on SmackDown because his first ever run with the WWE Championship was on SmackDown and his last run with the WWE Championship was on SmackDown in 2017, albeit just for two weeks. And look, in 2017 at Survivor Series, he fought on behalf of Team SmackDown along with Randy Orton. So look, these were reasons to have John Cena over on SmackDown, but then you look at the bulk of his career, where he really skyrocketed starting in 2005, you know, two, two three months after winning the WWE Championship for the first time, and then he kind of lived there all the way until 2016 where they brought back the brand split. Like, it was funny. I was listening to Freddie Prince Jr.'s podcast, and he talked about the time that Vince drafted Cena to, to SmackDown and then back to Raw in one night just to piss off the officials. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At the USA Network. But look, if you look at the height of John Cena, he did the lion's share of his damage on Monday Night Raw. And look, in the early years and the later years of him as a full-time guy, he had a large amount of success on Team SmackDown. And he really, you know, came up through the ranks on Team SmackDown. He made his name on Team SmackDown. Um, or Team SmackDown on SmackDown as the Doctor of Thugonomics. 
like I said, won his first world championship there. The last time he won the world championship, he was on SmackDown. The last time he was a full-time competitor, he was on SmackDown. But all in all, Cena is a Monday Night Raw guy, and that's where he lived for the lion's share of his prime. So just a, just a little update. We all have a quick count so far. Team SmackDown, we have Edge. We have Kurt Angle. We have AJ Styles. Team Raw, we have Cena. We have Orton. We have HBK Shawn Michaels. So let's get to the fourth member of Team SmackDown. You can't have a team SmackDown without The Undertaker. <laughs> you know, like, in the Ruthless Aggression era, in the Brand Split era, he was never a member of Monday Night Raw. And that's very telling. Except for the early, early years where he went first to Ric Flair when he was part of Monday Night Raw, but he quickly shifted to SmackDown after, like, three or four months. He barely was on Monday Night Raw. And that was back when he was still the American Badass, his big evil gimmick. So, you know, from late 2003 all the way until he basically retired slash the brand split ended, he was on SmackDown and he never held a world championship over on Monday Night Raw. He was the world heavyweight champion several times starting in 2007, probably over into 2008 as well. Had that iconic rivalry with uh, Edge on SmackDown, had a very solid rivalry with Batista on SmackDown, and he even said as much a few years back when he came back to pump up the SmackDown team, that SmackDown was a place that he called home. So that is why The Undertaker is a shoe-in as the fourth member on Team SmackDown all time. So let's get to the fourth member of Team Monday Night Raw.
And Brock Lesnar is your number four selection to team Monday Night Raw. And I could already hear some people screaming at their speakers, but hear me out. Again, questionably, you could put Brock Lesnar on SmackDown because of his time with the Ruthless Aggression Era. And yes, since his return to the company in 2012, he has been a part-timer. But like it or not, he has been a crucial part of the Monday Night Raw brand since 2016. You know, for... To, from 2017, early 2017 to, you know, mid to late 2018, he was the Universal Champion. He won that title back again in late 2018 and held it into early 2019. He would win it again for a cup of coffee in the summer of 2019. He would then win the WWE Championship in later 2019 and bring it over to Monday Night Raw. Like, he was a guy that for, you know, the the lion's share of three years, the vast majority of three calendar years, he was the world champion on Monday Night Raw. And whether you agree with that, whether you disagree with that, it's irrelevant because objectively he, he was the face of a lot of, in a lot of ways of the Monday Night Raw brand during the, the whole, I don't know what else to call it that period than other the SmackDown Live era when SmackDown Live was a thing. And Raw had, like, you know, Mick Foley and Kurt Angle and Constable Corbin as the GMs. Brock was, more times than not, the world champion on the show. And that's just the fact of the matter. You know, kind of when AJ was doing his thing over on SmackDown, Brock was his counterpart over on Monday Night Raw. And that is why he kind of gets locked in here on all-time Team Monday Night Raw. So as we get into the final selection for Team SmackDown... Let's wrap this up on Team Blue. Undisputed champion rounds out Team SmackDown as, look, you can't deny what he's done for that brand since it moved over to Fox. And, you know, you know, for the first part of it on Fox, right before the pandemic hit, he wasn't the world champion. The Fiend was holding the universal title and he was in that godforsaken program with Baron Corbin. But since returning at SummerSlam 2020, he has legitimized that brand, in my mind, has made it the A-show more times than not. More times than not, over the last 24 months, SmackDown has been the much better show than Monday Night Raw, and a large portion of that is because of Roman Reigns. And, look, you could disagree with it, 
I've said it numerous times on my show on when I've done it with Matt on the current state of WWE that I'm starting to get very, very tired of the uh, Roman Reigns run. But from an objective standpoint, you cannot deny what he has meant to the SmackDown brand specifically over the, the last 24 months and what he will continue to mean because it doesn't seem like Roman Reigns is slowing down anytime soon and he seems like someone who is synonymous with SmackDown. So let's go to the final member of all time team Monday Night Raw. Oh. Triple H, none other than the current head of creative and head of talent relations, as obviously, I'm not going to hide it, I kind of saved the best for last because of everything that's going on in WWE right now, made sense to have Triple H as the last guy introduced on the all-time team Monday Night Raw, but look, I mean, you look at what he did in the Ruthless Aggression era, in the PG era, with his feuds with uh, Randy Orton over the WWE Championship in the main event of WrestleMania 25 with the McMahons versus Legacy. Obviously in the early days with against Shawn Michaels, against Batista, when they reformed Degeneration X against the McMahons, you have to have Triple H on an all-team Monday Night Raw. He's a guy that really legitimized that brand. He was not that needed religitimizing. It's the flagship show of the company. It's been around for 30 years or whatever it is, or 20, however long it's been at this point. No, I think it's 25, coming up on 30, however long it's been, you know, 1,500 episodes or how many have you. And, uh, you know, he's a shoe in there. And, like, look, there were some uh, honorable mentions that definitely could have made this list. Seth Rollins definitely just missed the cut for Team Monday Night Raw. Batista as well narrowly missed the cut for Monday Night Raw on SmackDown. Eddie Guerrero, what have you, like, what could you say about him? Obviously could have been here, as well as Batista. Batista is one of those guys that could have floated on either show. And, you know, even though he barely spent time on SmackDown, I also thought Dean Ambrose really always fit the SmackDown vibe. I found that they pulled the plug way too early on him. But uh, most specifically, I think Batista, who could have been on either show, Guerrero on SmackDown, and Rollins on Raw. But all in all, that they, those are my final five members. Team Raw, Triple H, John Cena, HBK, Randy Orton, and Brock Lesnar. And on Team SmackDown, you have The Undertaker, you have AJ Styles, you have Kurt Angle, you have Edge, and you have Roman Reigns. And I guess you guys could debate amongst yourselves who, which team you think is better, but uh, that is the best I could come up with. And I'm curious to see, uh, or hear rather, 
what your opinions would be, even if they differ from mine. Anyway, guys, that's all I got for you today. I hoped you enjoyed Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. As always, you can get me on Twitter at Adamarco25. You can get Matt on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Audio. Or you can email him each and every week for the WWE mailbag. Anyway, guys, have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to WWEPodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to Patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.